pray so often. I'll tell you, Chris, I would pray, Lord, let me see people through your eyes. Let me look at them and see their destiny. Let me look at them and see their potential. Give me a word that speaks life into them, that, that just is, is, a, is a word that's just full of the power of the kingdom of heaven. This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. Today, I have the privilege of having Ruth Hendrickson with us. Ruth is an author of the book, Positioned, How to Be Aligned and Empowered to Walk in Your Divine Destiny, something all Christians want to do. Ruth is an ordained pastor, conference speaker, ministry trainer, mentor, and she's a board-certified biblical counselor. So I think anything we need today, Ruth has it in her back pocket. How are you doing, Ruth? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. It's just such a joy to be with you guys today. Well, it's a joy to have you, and you're uh, up there in Stockton, New Jersey with your ministry, Ruth Hendrickson Ministries, right? I am here in Stockton, New Jersey, and uh, wishing I was down there in Florida where it's a little <laughs> bit warmer, but God planted me in Jersey. It, it is a little bit warmer, but I will tell you that our producer today is wearing gloves. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It's I, a little I, chilly. I, I hear you. I'm sitting here practically on top of a space heater, so you know I I fully understand. I'll, I will I will join with you in your suffering. You know that's scriptural. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, it is. Well, uh, Ruth, I I read that you wrote that God took you through a long boot camp in your life. What's that all about? And and do you think many believers need that kind of training early in their relationship with the Lord? Oh, you know what, Chris? I think the sooner the Lord opens that door for boot camp in our lives, the better. And I guess in one hand, we could say our whole life is boot camp. But to be honest, I um, you know I'm a preacher's kid. Uh, so I grew up in the church and, and I wanted nothing to do with ministry. I was, I, I'm not one of those kids who became super rebellious, although I had my moments. Um, but I, I really didn't want too much to do with, with ministry. And I especially never wanted to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I was at a, a conference, oh, my 18 years ago now, I guess. And they actually did an altar call for those who had been running from the call of God on their lives. And you want to talk about getting stiff and folding your arms across your chest, you know, all that body language that says, oh, absolutely not, no way. And that night I wrestled with God. And then he threw me, once, I, once he had my yes, because, you know, God's always looking for our yes. Yes. And so, is. you know, he's, yeah, he is, he is. And so once he had that yes, um, he he actually put me on the staff of a church and and I spent 13 and a half years on that staff and that's what I refer to in my book as my boot camp hmm. because during that time there are a lot of joys with pastoring and it's also very difficult much harder than a lot of people people realize and and he just took me through those 13 and a half years of learning to be a pastor and learning to be a lover of people learning to be a lover of the Lord. And he also then used that time as I was training and equipping others, because I love to train and equip. I absolutely love to see people released into the gifts and the call and the destiny that God has on their life. But it was through that boot camp that allowed me to massively grow 
so that I could step into what I'm doing today, which what I'm doing now is actually the call that he had on my life all those years ago. And uh, I still remember actually sitting before the hiring board at, at the church and they had approached me to come on staff, but I remember sitting there saying to them, you know, my, my call's not just to stay here. It's supposed to be much broader. And they were like, okay, like it didn't save them. Hmm. And I look back on all those years and I see the value and, and how much, how wise God was in what he was doing. And, you know, that's basically the same thing Moses went through, you know, when he went to live in the desert, he needed to be trained in the desert so that he could lead God's people out of Egypt through the desert to the promised land. Or David, when he, when, you know, he was anointed by Samuel as king and then goes back to, to her, uh, taking care of the sheep and then eventually living in the wilderness and running from Saul and everything he was going through God was defining him and raising him up, training him to be a king. So those boot camp years are very, very difficult in many aspects, but they are incredibly life-giving. And one of the things I had to learn going through those years was not to get sidetracked by the difficult times or the discouraging times, but to understand that God had a plan and purpose beyond what I could see And it was all training. And if I could keep that focus, then I could do it wholeheartedly and not get sidetracked. Because through those boot camp years, the demonic want to pull us out. I mean, they're they're really a a time of great strength, but also a time of being tested. Because if we give up during the boot camp, then we're not going to make it to what God's called us to do. It's step by step. There's a process. It really is. a, A training process for all of us. And I love that you said you had to become a lover of the Lord first and then a lover of people. Now, mm-hmm. I, I know a friend of mine who later became a pastor felt that, you know, he was okay with God, but he just wasn't sure about people. So, <laughs> and, and, and you hear that. You hear that from a lot of different people, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, it, it certainly adds an interesting component. There there were days when I would walk into the office and go, oh my gosh, I would love ministry so much if it wasn't for the people. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's not, you know, don't anyone take that wrong, because we really, we really do love the people. But as, as with any, any job, any relationship, uh, you know, anything that deals with working with others, there are difficult moments. And yet through it all, God calls us into relationship. That's that's part of how he designed this thing that we're living called life. So yeah, yeah, lover of God first. And I would pray so often. I'll tell you, Chris, I would pray, Lord, let me see people through your eyes. Mm-hmm. Let me look at them and see their destiny. Let me look at them and see their potential. Give me a word that speaks life into them, that that just is is a is a word that's just full of the power of the kingdom of heaven. And so that would be, um, you know, that, that would often be my heart cry. And, and so, yeah, you love the Lord first, and he begins to give us his eyes to see others around, and it just changes everything. Mm-hmm. So what dream has the Lord placed in your heart today for his people? You know, my, that's a great question, Chris. The, the dream I have for his people is to see them walking in healing, because when they're walking in healing, then they know their identity, 
as they know their identity, we discover what God created us for. As we discover what God created us for, then the church becomes a people filled with the power of the kingdom of heaven. I'm really, really, I hate to use the word tired, but I'm not sure what other word to use right now. I'm tired of a body of Christ that doesn't understand the kingdom power and authority that we carry and the voice that we're to have for the kingdom of heaven. And so my heart and passion is really to see the body of Christ freed up with a voice to be the people that God has called them to be, which means first we have to be lovers of him so that we can truly love those who are around us with a kingdom mindset that, that is driving that and with the heartbeat of God. So I would just love to see the, the body of Christ step into their true identity um, as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Oh, that's a beautiful dream. Now, you have a special name for your inner healing training. What is that, and what does it mean? The name is Mashaw. It's spelled M-A-S-H-A-H, and it actually means to draw out. And the word picture, it's, it, it, is a, it is a Hebrew word, and the picture, where, where it comes from, if you, if you think of Moses, when he was put in the in the Nile and and the princess went and drew him out in essence that drawing out he needed to live in the palace and then to live in the desert so he could leave the the people out so he was being drawn out so he could be drawn into and so that's one of the places that it's used and then it's also used in the psalms um and it's that same concept of, of god saying i will draw you up and so as we were looking at the name for the inner healing and deliverance ministry, that concept of God drawing us out of the muck and the mire and the, you know, the issues of life and the pain and drawing us into or releasing us into our God-ordained destiny was where that name came from. And so when we began to look, one of my intercessors actually really heard the name of Shaw, and then we started to research it. And we're like, oh, okay, that, that makes perfect sense. Hmm. So there we go. Yeah. So that came straight through the Holy Spirit. It did. It did. Yeah. Well, speaking it's, it's of... Fun how God, I, it's fun how God works. I'm sorry, Chris. Um, That's fine. You know, some people call it the MASH ministry because they can't figure out how to say Mashaw. <laughs> and so they shortened it. They just say it's MASH, but it is Mashaw. <laughs> has nothing to so do with the either, TV show, right? <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with the TV show, but they go and they, they tear it right down. I love yeah. it. So you mentioned destiny, which reminds me of your book, Positioned, the subtitle being How to Be Aligned and Empowered to Walk in Your Divine Destiny. So why is that so important to you, Ruth? You know, as, as soon as you began to ask that, I was thinking of one of the quotes that I have in the books, um, and, and it, it's, I, I just love it, and that's that God will use both our steps and our missteps to get where he's called us to as long as we're hanging on to him. And that thought that, that I am positioned because of who my God is, I am positioned to walk into my divine destiny. And yes, there's so many things that come against us. There's so many things that, that try to short circuit that. And so one of those things is, is what we believe in and of ourselves, our headspace and, and that headspace can, you know, if it's not healthy, if we're carrying all the wounds, if we're carrying the labels and the failures that people have put on us, 
will fall short. So one of the things I battled with is I had a very severe speech impediment as a child. And they actually tried to label me as retarded. Now, remember, this was back in the 60s. So I know that's not politically correct language now, but it was then. And so I really had to fight that. I Fortunately, I had a parents who really went to, to battle for me so that label wasn't adhered and put me through some testing where it was discovered that I actually was quite bright. I just had a speech issue. But even things like that from that many years ago had to be worked through so that my head was in the right spot. Or who am I? That's an identity question. Who am I? Who has God created me to be? And again, we have to walk through this because the only way our hearts really sing, the only way that we love life to its fullest is to become the person that God's called us to be, that he's put in our very DNA and to remove all those layers of things that try to hold us back. And so, you know, through the book, I talk about the the potholes, the, I call them dangerous caverns, the things that can hold us back or or the ball and chain that, that we carry around with us. You know, I can't, I won't, I'm not good enough. I don't have this, I don't have that. I talk about some of the tough seasons. 2014 was a very difficult year for our family. And I share that. And I share how God comes through and redeems and restores because none of us get through life without those tough moments, without those painful moments. And I talk about that we're, we're to be able to move mountains and what that looks like and, and who our God is. So that book, I, it's my first book out. And originally I thought I would write a devotional. And as I sat down to begin to write, the Lord said, no, I want you to begin with a book that's going to be called Positioned. And I really want you to talk to my people about how to become positioned to walk into their destiny, because that's who I have created them to be. So, so to everyone listening, I want you to hear that God will use both your steps and your missteps. You have not been disqualified. And he will take every situation of our life if we allow him to and will use it to his glory in ways that we never even imagined. And so that's really what's behind the book. I share a lot of personal stuff in it. It's very heavy on scripture because I also firmly believe that as we're teaching things, it needs to be aligned with the word of God. That's that's our plumb line. So, And there are plenty of places in the scripture where we see people who become leaders in the church or in the kingdom, and they've had a few missteps in their lives, too. Oh, absolutely. You think of in the Old Testament, I mean, David is probably one of the best known names. You know, he committed murder and awful adultery. Mm -hmm. Or in the New Testament, you think of Paul, who, who we are first introduced to as Saul, who was persecuting, intentionally persecuting believers, followers of, of Jesus. And yet, you know... He he becomes a major major author and also you know the basically the the one who took the the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles so so there's so much here that's so rich and that that God will use because we have to remember that that He is the God of the impossible and impossible is not in His His vocabulary. Amen. And at the end of each chapter, I see that you have spiritual muscle building. I love that. <laughs> so what, I what, do, because you know what? We have to, there. 
we have to put it into action. Mm. Um, you know, we can, we can read the word. This is true with scripture. We can read the word, but we have to apply the word. And so as I was writing this book, I thought I want to take each chapter and give some action steps. And so like one of the questions I ask is, or have you do is ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the most significant battle you face within your belief system. Hmm. Because that's, we have to deal with our belief system. And so, you know, just, we, we have this God who's alive and speaks. So ask, what is the most significant battle that I deal with? And then, um, that another question, some action steps is set aside some time to spend with the Lord and confess those areas and then take time to listen and write down what you hear. Cause again, this relationship with God is interactive. He, he is right there wanting to speak with us and to walk us through and to encourage us and to teach us and train us and build us up. And so many people say, I can't hear God. And, and what, that's fun to teach them that they really can and that God does speak. So, so all those action steps, are designed to help us grow in the Lord and, and to really put into practice what we've learned and to identify things that need to change and, and to rejoice over where we're growing. And then also each chapter ends with prayer and declaration, which all those declarations and the prayer, of course, they're all grounded on the word of God. And I give you the scripture where they come from, because you need to be able to go back and see what scripture says and say, okay, that's where that's from. That's what the word of God says. And so I can declare that over my life. I can declare that I'm more than a conqueror. And you also do um, ministry training, like with teams. Uh, not only are you mm-hmm. mentoring and discipling through your book and in other ways, I'm sure, but also with teams. So tell us what type of ministry training you do. Sure. Um, I, that's part of when we're in boot camp, we never know how that will play out later on. And that was actually one of the big blessings I have from those years of boot camp is I did develop material and I trained a ministry team. So it's all tested and tried. And, and I do have a real heart and passion for the local church. And I, I want us as a body of believers to have ministries that are really safe and effective and powerful. And so the first one that I have, it's, it's uh, ministry team training or like an altar team training. And, and I, would, I would sit and watch sermons over and over. I, I'd look at pastors who have put in so much time and prayer into preparing their messages. And they, they give the message and then it's kind of everyone out the door. And so one of the things that we really did was, was train and equip laity to, to minister after services and then of course we also expect everything that that is taught to be taken out into the you know into the marketplace because you know we we teach you to pray in church well that's your training ground and equipping ground we also want you to go out into the marketplace so we're we're teaching with within ministry team training we're teaching them how to lead people to the lord you'd be surprised how many christians are not comfortable introducing somebody to jesus so we talk about that we talk about how to pray for healing. We talk about, um, you know, how to enter in right where a person's at and lead them to Jesus, who's the Holy Spirit. So that's ministry team training. And so then the second area that we do a lot of training, or I do a lot of training and equipping in, is with inner healing and deliverance. And that's the Mashah that we talked about earlier. And it's a very, very intensive program. It includes, the, the filmed version includes about 26 seven hours 
a video training, has a workbook that goes with it along with sample prayers. And we are looking through that at all sorts of different areas from, uh, you know, we, we present a base ministry model, but we're also dealing with spiritual warfare and deliverance and how do you minister into areas of anger and depression and mother wounds and father wounds and, you know, who, who God really is and the belief system. And, and so one of the things that I love about the Mashaw model is it really is based on the belief system because Chris, you and I can go through the exact same event and process it two totally different ways. You could come out being really great shape and healthy and I could come out absolutely crushed and defeated. And it all really comes back to how we process it. So one of the things that makes it such a safe but yet powerful and effective model is that we are looking at the belief system, number one. But number two, it has a radical dependence on, on the Lord. I mean, we're, we're, we're teaching the person to, to step into the Lord, to to go to God. We're, we're actually training them in the model as we're ministering to them. Um, we want them to know that God speaks and he cares and he hears from them. So Mashah is just incredibly powerful and has been so much fun. And the testimonies from it and the freedom that we see people walk into is absolutely incredible. And then I also do training in the prophetic. And um, that's always fun to, to see people uh, you know, we all love to receive a prophetic word. Well, when it's on target and, you know, from the Lord and the correct godly prophetic <laughs> word, we really appreciate it. Otherwise, I'm sending you to Mashah to get cleaned up from the prophetic word. But <laughs> there you go. I, 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 yeah, there we go. And that has happened. But I love to train. Um, I, I love to train people on what a prophetic culture is and and just open up those doors and then how you give a healthy, godly, prophetic word and how you test it to scripture or how you receive a word and you test it to scripture and how to let it go. So um, all those things come into play and woven through both Michelle and the, the ministry team training is like praying for physical healing and, you know, things like that. You know, there, there's God is so amazingly big and wonderful in all he offers us. So that's just a, a taste of some of the training that I've had the honor and privilege to do. And um, it, it's just, I, I, I love seeing people just step into it and see them start to soar and be able to minister to others around them. So if people want to learn more about Ruth Hendrickson Ministries, where do they go? They can visit my website. So that is ruthhendrickson.org. And I'm going to spell that for you because a lot of people mess up on the Hendrickson part. So it's R-U-T-H-H-E-N-D-R-I-C-K-S-O-N dot org, so O-R-G. They can go there. You can also find me on Facebook under Ruth Hendrickson Ministries, so you can find me there also. Okay, and people can also get your book positioned there. I would love to have you buy my book. So you can find the book on my website, and you can also order it through Amazon. And that's uh, just an ebook, or is it also available in print? It's it's um, available in print. It, we have we actually have an audio, print, and then the ebook. So you have three different formats you can get it in. Okay, and I see you have some recommended reading there of books that have meant something to you, apparently. So what are some of the recent books that you've enjoyed? One of my all-time favorites is actually by an author by the name of Dale Mass. 
And the book is David Perceived He Was King. Hmm. And one of the things I love this is it goes through, I, I've mentioned this a little bit, it had that much impact, that David had to go through that time in the wilderness to have his mindset changed, his identity changed from being the shepherd boy into being the king. And so Dale really unpacks that very, very well. It's an easy read book, but not one that you can read fast because it's so full of golden nuggets. That's one. And then also, um, I, I have to apologize. I cannot say this gentleman's first name very well. I believe it's Germaldo um, Maldonado is the last name, Maldonado. He has a great book called uh, Breakthrough Prayer that I just finished reading. And I really enjoyed his wisdom and insight. And that's something with prayer. You know, we need to learn how to connect with God and at, at higher levels. And I just loved how he unpacked that. So I thought that would be another really beneficial one. And then I want to mention one more, and it's by June Hunt. And it is actually called How to Forgive When We Don't Feel Like It. And I just wanted to mention that because so many people struggle with unforgiveness and and with not wanting to forgive. And yet we know from a scriptural standpoint that forgiveness is powerful. And actually, from a secular standpoint, they're finding they're learning more and more on that now. It's amazing how the culture comes around sometimes to just support what Bible said all along. But she has a, that book by June Hunt, How to Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It. If you are struggling in areas of forgiveness, that's a great tool to, to pick that up and read it and to wrestle through it. So that's a third one. Another great biblical and of course, counselor of course, <laughs> Yeah, she's a great counselor. She has a lot of good stuff out there. And then, of course, you can always pick up my book, Positioned. I'll recommend that one, too, while we're at it. <laughs> yes, I think that's a good one, too. Well, uh, Pastor Ruth, as we close, would you mind praying for our listeners? Oh, I would love to. I'd be honored. So, Heavenly Father, we just come before you. you we just declare right now that you are wonderful, you are faithful, that you love us no matter what. And we just want to thank you for your goodness. And so, Father, I just pray for each person listening, God, right now. I just ask that you would meet them right where they're at. Father, I pray that they would just feel your presence. For, for some of you, you feel like you're hopeless and you're discouraged. I want you to know right now that you have a God. You have this wonderful God who is above and beyond what you could ever ask or imagine. His plans and his purposes for you are good. So don't be discouraged because we have a wonderful God. So, Father, I just pray right now for an infusion of your hope and of your peace into each and every person who is listening, God. That that your your word says that your the joy of the Lord is our strength. So, Father, I also pray for an outpouring of strength because there's some who feel so weary. So, God, we just we just pray for your love, your joy, your peace, your strength just to flow in abundance. And, and Father, I also pray for favor and breakthrough for each and every person. I, I, for wherever they're struggling, God, I just, I just ask that they would hear your word or feel your guidance, your direction. This is the way going it. And they would just be sensitive to that, to the movement of the Holy Spirit. And they would just join hands for you. And Father, I also pray for courage to come forth within the body of Christ to really step into our destiny and our identity and the plans and the purposes that you have for us, that we would rise up 
as sons and daughters of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and assume that position and change the world for your glory that we truly would bring heaven to earth. So Lord, we just look to you. I just pray blessing upon everyone ministering or everyone listening today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Ruth, we'll take it all. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a great prayer. So thanks for helping us today to move more into our divine destiny. We sure appreciate having you here today on Charisma Connection. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure to be with everyone. I just um, blessed everyone what you're doing, and God is amazing, so just keep going for it. Amen. Well, if you want to go to Ruth's website, once again, it's ruthhendrickson.org, or you can catch her on Facebook. Thanks for joining us, listeners. Thanks for tuning in today on Charisma Connection, and be sure to share this episode if you found it meaningful in your walk with the Lord. God bless you. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.